the Savior reached down for me. Not a cranky tractor on a cold morning. It's always a joy for me to be here and to be with you, dear people, and to worship with you. I enjoyed the Sunday school lesson this morning tremendously, tremendously. Thank God for the open door that has so graciously been afforded to me many times here at this praise church. I, I feel sure that the statement I'm about to make is so true that I have no problem making it. Many of you realize, many of you realize, many of you realize what God is doing for you here. Maybe not fully, but you grasp that God is in this place. And Brother Lawson would be the first to admit that, and like every preacher ought to admit, that that's as it should be. God should always be in control, whether we understand it or not. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here with you tonight, the Lord willing, and uh, I'm praying God will do great things for us. I want you to open your Bibles, if you would please, to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3. Now, as many of you know, this is my one of my favorite verses. Chapter 3 and verse 20. Would you just stand with me, please, for a moment as we read this blessed verse. Chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able. Did you get it? Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. Oh, that's, isn't that something? According to the power that worketh in us. Dear Lord, we thank you for the privilege to one more time stand and bring a message from thy word. I pray you would bless us as we wait before thee. God, we pray that someone will hear the message that will make them see how they need to be born again. Look down upon us, dear Lord, today, and bless us according to thy will and our need. For Christ's sake, amen. You may be seated. Many of our friends, I I dare not start calling names. I I just dare not because I'd leave someone out. So many of you here today, and I'm grateful for your coming. Ephesians 3.20, now unto him that is able. What a statement. Mohammed can't make that, can he? Mr. Buddha would have a problem with that, wouldn't he? Uh, The Japanese, God Shinto, really, that would lay one on him. 
But here we find no trouble as we read these blessed words, he's able. I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, he's able. He's able. And when you come right down to it, you that are struggling to help God out, may I say without embarrassing you, he don't need your help. He just don't need your help. Recently, as many of you know, I, as I grow older, I've had and have uh, ailments and physical problems. I had to go to North Carolina to the university hospital for the trigeminal neuralgia in the side of my face. And uh, found a little Japanese, a little Chinese doctor. And I like what he said as he as they treated me with all of the very best equipment and the brains and brilliance that they have. They put me back in a tube and radiation was shot into a little nerve a little larger than a hair for 55 minutes. But I like what the man said before he put me in there. When you come out, you may be cured completely. But when you come out, you may not be healed at all. But he said, if we fail, God's able. I like that doctor. I like that. I say, I say, I say, I say, I like that doctor. Amen. Now to him that is able. Jeremiah said in chapter 32, verse 17, Oh, Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens, and I'm about to shout. And earth, and by thy great power, stretched out the arm. There is nothing too hard for thee. I rejoice each day as I live. I rejoice that God has allowed me to see and watch him in his performance of his great power. I see things that man has had to step back and said, I can't do. I remember, I remember one day sitting at the table with your pastor and two other men. We were told and brought the news of a little boy that had a problem physically that it looked like would surely, surely soon strip him from the arms of his father and mother. But that day at that table, that day at that table, God did something that a lot of Baptists don't believe in. And I'm a Baptist. But that day we had more than asked the blessing at the table. We got in touch with heaven. And you say, well, what happened as the end results of it? God is able. God can. God did. Listen to me right now. I just feel like saying this right now. It might not my outline right here, but I feel like God wants me to say it. I've met so many dear old lost sinners that would look you in the eyes and said, I've been so mean, I've been so bad, I've been so low down, I've been so 
Amen, Brother Roger. There are you, those of you sitting among us right now that were down in the gutter at the bottom. Some of you were way down. But like the song said, he reached away down and lifted you up. Some of you here right now are rejoicing over godly homes that you didn't have, but you have now. Some of you were so far down in sin and the gutter. It looked like there was no hope. I look at Ephesians and said, Now under him that is able. See, we try to limit God and put him on a human level. Try to make him like doctors in the university and wise men of counsel in this life. But God far greater than that. He's able to do what man would say is impossible. I said a while ago, a lot of Baptists don't believe it. But did you not know? Did you not? I say, did you not know? That he said he is the God that healeth all our diseases. Now you say, well, I've got my my doctor to take care of that. I believe in good doctors. Thank God for. I like that little chap. Uh, that little Chinese dog. I dig that fella. He's cool. But I got news for you. When the last thing of his medical knowledge is done. Right. When the last button has been pushed and the last pill has been administered, it's God that does the healing. There would be a better place to say this right here. A little boy, a little boy, three years old, was told, his parents were told, that he had... One of the most deadly kinds of cancer. His little body was ripped open and a kidney taken out. Flew in the late midnight hour to one of the best hospitals in the world. 190 some days with two shots and radiation and all the other things. Didn't have much hope. <laughs> are, are you listening, devil? Hello? Didn't look like... But say this with me. Now unto him that is able. Say, now unto him that is able. Amen. 190-something days. He's not three years old now. Plays football. I said, play football. 
Peyton. Come here, Shmuel. Come here, Papo. Come to Papo. Come here. <laughs> he's like Papo. He's bashful. Sit down, Mr. Lee. Say it. Now unto him that is able. Amen. God can. Don't you sit back there and say God can. God can. Go back to mom. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Now let me tell you, don't sit there and start limiting God. Is there anything too hard for God to say it? No. Say it again. Is there anything too hard for God? No. We sit around and, oh, why are us Baptists so afraid? We'll somehow be passed over in the Benny Hinn crowd. I want to tell you God's able. Are you listening? <laughs> He's able to save from the uttermost to the guttermost. Some of you right here, right now, one night were slain to an old bottle. Some of you had needle marks in your arms. Amen. Some of you popped pills like popcorn. But now you sit right back in a church with streaming tears down your cheek and a waving hand. It wasn't religion that got you this far. It wasn't being a Baptist that brought you here. It was one day you run up a flag of surrender. One day you realize you had gone as far as you could go. One day you saw there wasn't else anything else to do. And you realized you had to reach a higher power. And you did. Some of you, your homes were that close to absolute destruction. Divorce court was inevitable. No hope. <clears throat> you had exhausted Christian counselors. No hope. You had read books and done everything. But one day, one night, somewhere, you got down on your knees, hallelujah, and said, Lord, I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know what else to do. Don't know where else to turn. Don't know which way to go. And now, unto him that is able. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. trying to put God in a little bottle or trying to put God in a religious context. 
No, he's bigger than all the religions. He's bigger than all the ideas and ideologies. He's God. Don't try to fashion God up in little denominations. Don't do that. He's just God. He said, I'm God. Did you hear that? He said, he said it. I'm God. And besides me, there is another. I like it. I'm going to say that again. God said it. He didn't let Paul say, he didn't let what? He said, I'm God. Besides me, there is none of it. I like what else he said, too. He said, I'm the way. He never said, I'm one of the ways. He said, I'm it. Now only him that is able. Notice what else. I like this. Some of you right now are staggering, wobbling around, and you seem like can't find your bearing. But I like this. In Psalms 40 and verse 2, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of a miry clay. Listen to this now. Listen, I, I like this. And set my feet upon a rock. Listen to this. And established my going. Oh, friend, look unto him right now for what you need. Don't try to help God out. Just lay it in his hands. Have you got a problem? What about an old habit? Some old something that you need to get rid of. Just need to junk it. Here we go again. Now unto him. Something's dragging you down. See my, you make one step up and two back. You start and stop. You're in, you're out, you're off, you're on. You can, you can't, you do, you don't, you will, you won't. Why don't you lay it in his hands? I surrender all. I surrender all. Unto thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. Notice something else. How many of you, and don't, you don't have to tell me stories and prefabrications. All of us at one time or another are tempted. Hello? Well, if you say that, nothing bothers me. Well, lying's giving you a hard time, isn't it? <laughs> you're really having some problems with lying. <laughs> if, you're, if you're wrapped up in this stuff called flesh, 
If you've got this, I, I don't care how you, doctor, I don't care. There are times the tempter comes. Test us, tries, tries to pull you back. Hebrews 2.18, for in that he himself has suffered being tempted, tested. He is able to succor, help them that are tempted. You know why you fail in your trial of fighting? You try to do it yourself. He said, I'll help you. I'll help you. Come to me. I'll help you. And here you are wrestling with it yourself. And when you just need to Casting all of our cares on him. And he'll take care of it. All right? He is able to make a way when there is no way. How many of you have ever been to that place when you looked out and said, I don't see no one? Have you been there? How many? I mean, I just don't see no one. <laughs> Boy, you're getting just right. For God to just turn heaven loose on you. When you don't know, see no way, and watch God make a way. How many of you have ever been in that place you didn't see a way, and you just gave it up, nearly gave up, and you're just about ready to throw in the towel, and all of a sudden God moved in on the scene and done it? How many of you? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sick at that motion. I've told this so many times, and I love to tell it. My daddy was a drunk. Just about as far down as you could get. Just about as far as you could go. I watched my mama. We were a bootleg and joint. I watched her with the fights and the knife and the cover. We didn't have no carpet or linoleum, just cracks in the floor. I watched her pour water on blood and sweep it through the cracks. All the time she was doing that, praying that Daddy and me would get saved. You see why I like to tell this story? Mama was so sick. Start. You know what pellagra is? Carl, that's your nurse. Pellagra is a, is a deficiency of minerals and vitamins. And she's about to starve to death. We're just about, we're about to pull her up. And Mama would pray. I've heard her, I've heard her pray all night long. All night long. All night. Well, Daddy had left to go into the, we'd done, we'd done out of business. He'd drunk us out of business. And Dad was going to go down the railroad to another bootlegger and get some booze for him to drink himself. And suddenly, you know the Holy Ghost. Well, he could. Suddenly the Holy Ghost, as he walked along, he, uh, the Holy Ghost come to him and said, why don't you go to that daytime revival they're having? 
And Daddy said, I believe I will. I'll, I'll, I'll make fun of them bunch of old shouting people. <laughs> right on, Jesus. And I was out in the yard playing, and Mama was in the house in the bed sick, praying for Daddy and me to get saved. And I didn't know too much about that saved business. Well, Daddy told me later he got over to the church and stepped up in the front door, and old brother man Tom Davis was up preaching, laying it on. I mean, pouring it out. And Daddy started to turn around, and his feet wouldn't go that way. Old man Tom said, bring him on, Jesus. And he hit the altar. Now, I'm over at the house waiting on Mama, trying to get her some water. She needed water. She's to bed sick. And all of a sudden, I heard Mama start saying, God had sent her a telegram. (laughs) Yeah. I went in the house and said, Mama, you want some water? She looked at me and said, Woo! I thought, Lord, there's something bad wrong with her. Don't know what it was. But she was drinking from a fountain. Well, I saw I wasn't going to do nothing no good. I, I wasn't able to help her. So I went back out in the yard and was playing with a little block of wood that I called my car. And all of a sudden, I heard Dad coming through the woods saying, I thought, my soul, he's got a hold of some mean whiskey, he'll kill us all. See, now unto him that's able, here's an old girl praying for a son and a husband to get saved, and God has done it. Amen. I started under the floor. Too late. He rounded the corner of the house and took me up in his arms and began to kiss me. See, don't give up on that husband. Don't give up on that son. Don't give up on that daughter. Don't give up on that wife. Hold on. Pray, pray, pray. God can. Amen. Yeah, I second that too. He's able, I've got to hurry. He's able to supply your needs according to his riches and glory. And then he's able to keep you. Yes, sir. That's right. You like that? Yep. Yep. Yeah, preacher. Able That's to keep right. you. Thank you, Lord. I'm not going to be able to finish the message. But let me finish it by singing a little bit of an old song. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross. The ending of suffering and sin. 
Amen. It was on that cross 2,000 years ago. God made a way when there wasn't a way. God took care. Oh, yes, I say God's able. I'm saying to you right now that's sitting here, I don't care how far down you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how, what kind of a mess your life is in. God's able to take care of it and straighten it out. I saw an old girl, 72 years old, the other day, get saved. I saw another gentleman, 91, get born again. I don't care. I, I say, I say, I say, I don't care what kind of shape you're in. He's able. Young girl, that your life is in such a there's a young lady sitting here right now in this congregation. I remember the first time I met her, she told me what kind of a mess her life was in. She told me how far down she was. I'm not able to run no more like I used to. I think I'll just pick me out somebody and say, run for me. She told me how far down her life had gone. She calls me, Papa. She writes emails to me. Tells me what God has done and is doing in her life. I don't care where you're at. It don't make no difference. Some of you right now can say amen to that. Because he lifted you up when you thought yourself there was no hope. Hello? You were in the good. Needle tracks on your arm like bird tracks. You're walking the street searching for pills to send you on a high. But one day you heard of a gospel. Hallelujah. Amen? Yeah, yeah. Walk out in God's sunlight, God's sunshine, saying, I'm redeemed. I'm redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Now, this got one little pad of strength left to fill this verse in. What the law could not do, in that it was weak. Through the flesh. Watch it, watch it, watch it. Here it comes. God sent his son in the likeness of sinful flesh, condemning the sin of flesh. Oh, bless his name. He came. Hallelujah. On that blessed faithful night, the angel said, There's more this day to you in the city of 
disciple. Child on, sister, I'll tell you, you look like an angel. Do I hear a man of you? One day he was born and laid in a manger. And then he lived and walked among men. And then one day he who knew no sin went to that old cross and became sin for us. He took upon him my sin and your sin and the sin of the whole world. One day they laid him in a tomb. They tried to guard him. <laughs> and they put a stone to that mouth. And the Lord said to him, go down. And they came down and rolled a stone away. Hello? And I see him, bless his wonderful, wonderful name. I see him, and hallelujah, on the morning of the third day. He stepped out, said, Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? And he took and shut the keys in the face and said, Now let me close my message by going back to Ephesians 3.20. Now, unto him. Yes, sir. That's able. I want your heads bowed. I want your eyes closed. I want you to come to the piano and the organ and make any arrangements that you have to make for music. I'm going to give an invitation. Somebody here today... It's time, it's time that you get rid of whatever's giving you a problem. It's time you get saved. It's time you get your life straightened out. It's time you get rid of bad habits. It's time that you let go. I want you to play softly when you get ready, very softly. <laughs>